You ready? I'm ready. The Playmakers Bar Podcast present Hoops Talk, hosted by Darnell the Playmaker Silence. NBA, college basketball, playoffs, Mars Madness. No matter what, we talking hoops, man. Let's get it. What's good? What's good, everybody? What is going on? Don at the Playmaker Sellings here from Jacksonville, Florida, bringing you Friday's edition of Who's Talk. You want to play Maker's Bob Podcast? So, as we get ready to get into it, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of stuff we need to get into, mainly college basketball. You know, after. After March Madness is completely over, we'll get back into our NBA talk. But we got to talk college basketball. We have to talk college basketball because we are in the final four phase now. Over the past weekend and Monday, too, we had the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. For those of you who already know, you already know. But we're going to recap what took place in the Elite 8 first. The Houston Cougars, the 2C. Out of the Midwest region, took down the 12th seed Oregon State 67-61. This is the first time that the Krugers, the Houston Krugers, are going to the Final Four since 1984. There's a lot of good storylines going on in college basketball. We're talking 37 years by Slamma Jamma time we talking about when it comes to Houston. The last time we saw the Krugers make it this far in the tournament. By Slamma Jamma. Guess what? The Houston Krugers in 2021 are in the Final Four. Also what took place on, in the Elite Eight for the first day, we had the number one seed in the South region. The Baylor Bears take down Arkansas the three C, eighty one to seventy two. It's been a very long time since Baylor had this type of success. Baylor has done some great things. Baylor looks like Baylor again, and that's a scary thing to say. Baylor looking like Baylor. Again. Within the last decade, two decades, three decades, you have never heard the word Baylor in this type of talk. But this year, Scott Drew has done an amazing job. Last year, that was good. But we just didn't have a March Madness tournament. This year, we have a March Madness tournament. And this year, the Baylor Bears are in the Final Four. What else can be said? But they have to be. Nothing else can be said about them. It is a remarkable thing. But that was the Midwest and the South region. As we flip over what took place on this past Tuesday, March 30th, we had the West region headlined by the number one team in all of college basketball, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Taking on the six-seeded USC Trojans. 
And by golly, by golly, by golly, by golly. If you don't know by now, now you know. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. 85 to 66 over the Trojans of the USA. They are 30 and 0. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are 30 and 0. They are trying to pull something off that hasn't been done in years. Hasn't been done in years. Like, when was the last time that we saw a undefeated basketball team? When was the last time? When? 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 Can anybody? anybody does anybody want to tell me? Anybody? Does anybody? That's not been an undefeated team to finish the regular season undefeated since 1976. Since 1976. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about when it comes to Gonzaga. Since 1976. When Indiana did it. Indiana. That was the last time a team went undefeated in the entire season. This is what Gonzaga is trying to do. Because this is what Gonzaga's asking. Wichita State had a shot went on 2014, but they ran into Kentucky. And then the following year, Kentucky had a shot in 2014, but they ran into, I believe, West Virginia that year. 2021, we got Gonzaga. We have Gonzaga. Let's see. Can Gonzaga do something that hasn't been done in what? 45 years? 35 years? We talking three, four decades here? Since we saw a undefeated basketball team in college basketball? Oh, we get it in football every year. You're going to believe me. We just had Alabama go all the way unbeaten. Like, Alabama is known for this. Clifton is known for this. When it comes to football, you can do it in football for some reason. It's hard to do it in the NFL, but college football, you can do it. Basketball-wise, Never seen it. Matter of fact, in the NBA, nobody has went 82 and 10. Nobody. The Bulls went 72 and 10 and won the title. The Golden State Warriors went 73 and 9, but they lost. No team has ever went undefeated in basketball since 1976. You're talking college and pro. That's how difficult it is to go unbeaten in basketball. Yeah, I thought it was hard to go unbeaten in football. Mm, Alabama proved you wrong. Clemson proved you wrong. We haven't had an undefeated team since 1966. This is what Gonzaga is trying to do. And then we get to the final, the final Elite Eight game. The East region. The number one team in the East. The Michigan Wolverines. A lot of people's favorite to win it all. If we ain't picking Zaggy, you was picking Michigan. If you weren't picking Zaggy, you were picking Michigan. But there was a team from LA. 
the 11 seed who played in the first four games and took down Michigan State. So standing near Ray. 51 to 49, the lowest scoring final four game we had this year. The Elite Eight game. My friend, probably the lowest scoring game we had in the March Madness tournament this year. But the UCLA Bruins, 51 49 over the Michigan Bruins. And the Bruins just keep checking along. We have a blue blood in the final four. No, North Carolina got taken out in the first round by Wisconsin. Ah, oh, Kansas got taken out in the second round by USC in dominant fashion. Oh, Kentucky and Duke couldn't even make the tournament. A little behold, UCLA keeping the Blue Bloods alive. By the matter of fact, we got more news on the Blue Bloods coming up. Most likely, I'm preaching North Carolina. If you haven't noticed by now, you should know by now. But, Jujang, 28 points. That's damn near half. No, yeah, that's damn near half the points that they needed to win. No, that is half the points. Let's go for them. That's more than half the points. He scored more than half the points to take down number one. Jujang does it again. Now you had the UCLA Bruins in the final four. It's been a very, very long time let's just go to the record when was the last time UCLA was in the final four let's see what we got going on here man 0708 it's been it's been 14 years 14 years, the last time we saw the UCLA Bruins in the final four. And matter of fact, that year rings a bell. You know why? Because the Florida Gators beat them that year to win the championship. But what can I say? What can, what can be said? I didn't know that team was unbeaten. I didn't know that. that you know, that was the last time he went to the Final Four. That's surprising. And they fell victim to us in the championship game. I just, nope, I'm, I'm a year ahead. Take that back. Nope, I'm a year ahead. So they had back-to-back Final Four appearances. 06, 06, 07, 07, 08. 06, 07, they lost to us in the next championship game. 07, 07, 08, they lost to Memphis. Memphis went on to lose to Kansas in the championship game. That was the Derrick Rose day, by the way. That was the Derrick Rose days over in Memphis. John Calipari coached that team. They should have been unbeaten, but they lost a couple of games. But they should have went unbeaten. It is what it is, though. So we have a team who hasn't been to the Final Four in UCLA in 14 years. We have Gonzaga trying to go unbeaten and finish the season unbeaten for, for the first time since Indiana did in 30-plus years. We have Houston finally getting to the Final Four since five summer Jamma. They... 
And then you have Bailey, who we have never talked about in this type of limelight. There's crazy stuff going on here, man. You got to love college basketball. If you don't love college basketball, you don't love Mars Madness. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is what we love to see. We have two number ones. We have an 11. And we have a two. And we have a two. A two, one, one, eleven. This is where we at, ladies and gentlemen. But that's the recap of what took place. Now let's get to what Saturday's going to be. And Saturday, April 3rd, the day before Easter, ladies and gentlemen. Our first Final Four matchup will feature the champions of the Midwest region, the Houston Cougars, will take on the champions of the South region, the Baylor Bears. 5-14 CBS. That's game one. Game two. We'll put the East Region champions, number 11 seed UCLA Bruins against the West champions, the number one team in all of college basketball, the best team in college basketball. And my pick to win it all because they put that game to The number one team, 30 and 0, Gonzaga Bulldogs. That game will take place at 8.34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on CBS. So, yeah, again, Baylor versus Houston, 5.14. UCLA versus Gonzaga. 8.34 Eastern Standard Time. Both games will be played on CBS. And then the National Championship game will take place on Monday. That game will be on CBS. Time not. Time to be determined. But this is what will be it, ladies and gentlemen. History will be made in some form or fashion at the end of Monday night, April 5th, 2021. History will be made in some form or fashion at the end of Saturday night, April 3rd, 2021. Buckle up because it's, a, it's final four time. It is final four time. Now that I spent time getting that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot leave off this episode. I can't end this episode without talking about a big news that took place. Thursday, Thursday morning, legendary Hall of Famer head coach, Roy Williams, officially retired from the University of North Carolina. In his retirement press conference, he said at some point in time, he knew the, he knew the option of speeding it up, but his retirement was when he felt no longer that he was the right man for the job. After this season, he felt he was no longer the right man for the job. For those of you who have been watching college basketball for longer than that, uh, even more. Even those of you who have been watching college basketball for the past 10 years, 5 years, you know Roy Williams will go down as one of the GOATs to ever coach the game of college basketball. One of the greatest of all time to coach. College basketball. He was an assistant under Dean Smith during the days of Michael Jordan when they won the championship in North Carolina under Dean Smith. 
He was an assistant for a while before he got the head coaching gig at Kansas. At Kansas, he took them to four Final Four appearances, winning over 450 games coaching at Kansas. He had an 80.5 win percentage at Kansas, nine conference regular season titles, four conference tournament titles, 30 and 14 in tournament play. Four final fours did not win that championship again. Uh, let me correct let me correct myself on the raid. He went 4-18 in 101 at Kansas. 15 years coaching Kansas. 15 years. He went 418 to 101. Four final four appearances. 80.5 win percentage at Kansas in 15 years. Then from there, he went to North Carolina. Spent 18 years at North Carolina as the head man. 485 wins to 163 losses. A 75 win percentage. Nine regular season conference in the ACC. Three ACC tournament titles. 45 and 13 in each of tournament. Five final four appearances. Three national championships. This is what war wins at two schools in 33 years. First stop at Kansas for 15, and then the next stop, North Carolina, for 18 years until his retirement that took place on Thursday, yesterday morning. Most people didn't see it coming. Everybody shot like most of us are. But War Williams leads off as of right now the fourth winningest coach in college basketball. Mike Sosilski is first with 1,170 wins. Jim Behan is second with 982 wins. Jim Calhoun is third with 918 wins. And then there is War Williams fourth, 903 wins. Bob Knight's right behind with 902, the legendary Bob Knight. Bob B. Huggins, Press Virginia Huggins. Is that 900? Warriors got his 900 win this season at home against Florida State, a game that they had to have to make the tournament, and they got it for not only for their team to make the tournament, but for their head coach Warriors. You know, there's a lot to be said when people pour out from every direction. To congratulate and thank the man War Williams for his time and effort spent being a coach in college basketball. This statement I'm finna read is from the great Michael Jordan himself. War Williams is and always will be a Carolina basketball legend. His great success on the court is truly matched by the impact he had on the lives of players he coached, including me. I'm proud of the way he carried on the tradition of Coach Smith's program, always putting his players first. That's from the great Michael Jordan. Head Coach John Calipari, I want to congratulate Warriors on a fantastic career. 
in, in which he which he and his wife wander the absolute best as they move on to the next part of their lives. I'm so thankful for Ward's friendship throughout the years. He is someone I could call about anything and did so many, many times. I have the ultimate respect for Ward and how he did his job. He coached his team, how he won at the highest level, and most importantly, how he cared about his players. He won everywhere he has been and has coached some of the game's great players. He will go down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of our game. The thing that speaks to me the most about war is how he never forgot about the players who helped get him there. War will always make sure his high school coach, Buddy Baldwin from Asheville, was sitting behind his bench and alone for every step of the journey. And then the respect he shares, the respect he had and showed for Coach Miller was always first class. His ability to give credit and respect the tradition and those before him, to me, something that always said he, he, who he was as a coach and as a man. The game is going to miss his everyday presence. This is from Kentucky's head coach, John Calipari. And you know I can't get out of here without talking about some of the great rivalry coaches that he went up against. Let's start off with Tom Izzo over in Michigan State. This is what Tom Izzo had to say about Coach Ward Williams. Ward Williams is one of the best coaches and best people in college basketball. I've had the privilege to coach against him many, many times. And I've always had a great respect and admiration for not only what a great coach he is, but from how he has run his program and the class he has brought to college athletics. It would be difficult to look at the Carolina sideline and not see war there. But I wish him my very best after an incredible career as one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history. Before I get to Mike Krzyzewski, we can hear from two coaches who are in our Final Four. First up, UCLA's Mick Cronin. I'm so happy for him. He's a great coach and a better person. Coach, now you can come to LA and play all the best courses with me. For those who don't know, he's talking about golf. Because the wins love to golf. Scott Drew, Baylor's own Scott Drew. Coach Williams was such a great ambassador of the game and mentor to younger coaches. He was class on and off the court. Personally, I would miss seeing him on the recruiting chair because I always became a better coach in person after spending time with him. That's from two coaches who are in our final four from UCLA and Baylor. I have more. I can go with Leonard Hamilton and Proctor who are coaches in the ACC, but we're not digging up too much of your time that's left. We got to go. We got to get Marcelski in here. We, we got to get Coach Sosowski. This is what Coach Sosowski had to say about the retirement of Ward Williams. College basketball is losing one of its greatest coaches and a man who generally cares about the game of basketball. 
and more importantly, the people who played who played. War has led two iconic programs as a head coach and did so in exemplary fashion. I have the utmost respect for War and his family, who represented themselves and their institution with class, grace, and humility. While we were on opposite sides of college basketball's greatest rivalry, Duke and Carolina, we both understood how lucky we were to be a part of it and always tried to represent it in a way that, in a way it deserved. Personally, I will miss competing against him, seeing him at coaches meetings and having the opportunity to discuss how to make our game even better. Boy is a great friend and our sport was very fortunate to have him as long as it did. We have all benefited from his longevity in and committed to coaching. His legacy is secure as one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history. That is from the greats, and I mean greats, Mike Krzyzewski, the head coach of Duke Carolina. The question becomes, when does Coach K hang it up? Jim Beheim over at Syracuse. When does he hang it up? Even though I'm a Florida Gator fan, diehard Florida Gator fan, I do love North Carolina. And it's it's because of what Watch him coach players like Ty Lawson, Tyler Hisborough, Danny Green, who actually gave World Wins great thanks because he became a man on the World Wins. Players like Vince Carter on the Vince Man. That's a lot of great players. If you know any great players from North Carolina, he was most likely coached by Ward Williams. He spent 18 years there as the head coach. And before he came a head coach for the first time over at Kansas, he was an assistant under Dean Smith. We can talk Joy. We can talk Kenny Smith. We can talk Vince Carter. We can talk Anton Jameson. We can talk whoever you want to talk about from North Carolina. Ward Williams impacted their lives. Definitely one of the all-time greatest to ever coach. One of the greatest. There's no doubt in my mind. Definitely up there. He even might be in the Mount Washmore. If I think of him, yes, he is definitely in the Mount Washmore. Go Bob Knight, Mike Sosewski, Ward Williams, it's about for that fourth club between years only top of the page right now. But my top three, Bob Knight, Mike Sosewski, Ward Williams. So it's definitely in the mouth worst more coaches of college basketball. Definitely. To the head coach of North Carolina who has retired, Ward Williams. I thank you as a fan of the sport who has loved basketball his whole life especially college basketball. What you have done for North Carolina is nothing but honor. Nothing but honor. We thank you, Coach, for all you have done for us in the world of college basketball. And just like everybody else, we wish you nothing but the best to what the future has for you and the family. Thank you, Roy Williams. This is how I'm ending off this episode of Who's Talk.
I'll talk to y'all after the national championship. Thank you guys very much for listening to another week of Hoots Talk. Now, if you want to stay updated on new episodes that's coming up for Hoots Talk, please subscribe to the podcast. And those of you who are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review of the podcast. Let us know how we are doing. And for those of you who want to be updated on everything that goes on on the Playmakers Blog brand, subscribe to the website, theplaymakersblog.com. That way you can see every podcast that's under the brand. And you can even get your own Playmakers Blog merch by hitting our shop title on the website. You'll see our Threadless store and our Spreadshirt store. So get you some Playmakers Blog merch. And don't forget to subscribe to the website to stay updated on everything that goes on on the Playmakers Blog brand. As for me, the Playmaker down there, Silence, I'm signing off until next week for the Mobile Hoots Talk.